Welcome back to On Base Live. I'm your and your live in your Bleacher Report app. I'm your host Mookie Betts, and today we got Sid Mullins, my boy Sid Mullins. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. You know, it's an honor to be here talking to you. Just chilling. All right, my brother. So, um, thank you for joining. First, um, I want to give a couple accolades. You're 2021 Silver Slugger, and you're an All Star that year. How and you're the first Oriole to join a thirty thirty club. So tell me about that because you know I had my experience and I feel like when I joined that club, it was that's super dope. That means you was balling that year. I was balling that year, and I want to hear like from your experience that season how you you saw not the season but just the thirty thirty part, the home runs and the bases. I know because you know you know it's coming. You know it's coming up. As you saw the last 27, 28 homers, 27, 28 bags, were you like, ooh, I'm I'm right there? Like, what was that like motivation for you? Nah, for sure. Uh, coming up on the stolen bases, I'm trying to think. I, I for sure got the bases first. Mm-hmm. No, basically. sure got the bases first. And even that was like a grind yeah. until, towards the end of the season. And coming up on even that last home run with about two weeks left. Were you I trying? Felt, I felt all the pressure. Oh, uh, yeah, really? I was trying. I, I I was flying out so much. It was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was literally right around the time. We, okay, we, had played, we were playing Texas. It was about seven days left in the season. Texas came into town, and they had all righty starters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Skip, I need to be in there every <laughs> day. I got to get this last home run. And as soon as I tried to hit a line drive over short. Oh, see? So it happened so when to, you weren't even trying. Uh-huh. Had to had to dial it back a little bit. That's how it That's always like, happens, man. You're not even trying us. I'm talking about a home run derby, but anyway. <laughs> so before we get into it, man, I know you were hurt. You missed the last couple of days. You good? How, how, what's what's cracking? Everything good? Yeah, it's a little tweak. You know, I had the uh, the groin injury earlier in the year. Uh, missed about 20 games or so. It's uh, it might be related, but it's right mm-hmm. on the quad now. Uh, was able to stop it from being something serious, so just day-to-day. Nice. I, I wonder how, like, because I feel like here, man, it's so hot. Is it hard to, like, stay hydrated? Because yesterday we was yeah. in New York, and, I mean, golly, you just walk outside, and you just start sweating. Yeah, that, that humidity so, is crazy. Yeah, so, so you got to drink a lot, drink mm-hmm. a lot of fluids. Yeah, you got you to gotta stay hydrated. It's tough to kind of do everything. Yeah. It's like, stay hydrated, eat right, you know, it's... We we do hydration tests, you know, just to yeah, make sure yeah. that everyone's good that day. And if not, get the chugging because yeah. you don't have much or time before you hit the, yeah, yeah, something yeah. that you just try to keep keep the body going. But, uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, so I got a game on base, off base, you in right. and you out. That's what it is. So okay. are you on base, off base? Lamar Jackson will be the next MVP in Baltimore. I'm in on that. You're in on that. Yeah. You like Lamar. I like Lamar. Yeah. Are you you're a football fan? So I watch football just kind of on the whim, and uh, just uh, I don't pay too much attention up until playoffs. Yeah, okay, just because you know a season. Shoot, uh, most cases we just wrapping up ours. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Trying to get back home, settle in. You play fantasy? I do play fantasy. Yeah, okay. I'm terrible at it. Terrible <laughs> at fantasy. Okay, so don't be note to self. Don't ever play with my boy Sid. What about this? Um, Cooking meals on the road. You on base or off base? Cooking meals on the road. For myself. For yourself. Oh. Or for your teammates, whoever you want. Yeah, yeah they'll be all right. Uh, I'd be in on that. On base. Uber Uber eats all the time. It gets it's old. And expensive. <laughs> and, and very expensive. So you say you, you're a chef. Like, you, you enjoy cooking. Yeah, I, I enjoy cooking. You I, enjoy I'm, cooking. I'm not a... Master chef or anything, no, but but you enjoy cooking. Yeah, I enjoy cooking on the occasion. Well, I'm gonna let you know now. There's a product coming out, and I don't know when. Okay, but it's gonna be a. Uh, it's not a briefcase. It's like a little suitcase type situation. With it's a suitcase kitchen. That's what it is. It's gonna okay. be a suitcase kitchen. Okay, and um, I want you to buy one. You want me to buy yeah, one? I want you to buy one since you're you're a chef. What or what comes with it? Um, so. Can we run the tape, please? My suitcase kitchen. Okay. You know, this is mine. That's why. I want uh, you your personal. You know okay. Just, okay. Yeah. So uh, I got my pots and my pans. Actually, upstairs. I got my pots <laughs> and my pans. 
I got the burners. I got the seasonings. You know, I got the jellies, the peanut butters, okay. anything and everything. So if you're hungry tonight, you know, after the game, man, I got you. Chef <laughs> us up some food. So, okay, what about this? North Carolina has the best barbecue, on base or off base? Mm. I'm from North Carolina. I know. Oh, man. North Carolina and Georgia, you man. They, they neck and neck. I know. I know. Uh, well, I got to go just to save face. I know I know. grandma going to see this at some point. So mm-hmm. I got to be on that. I got to be okay. on that. Okay, all right. Shout out to grandma. How's her barbecue, by the way? Oh, she doesn't really. Oh, she does barbecue. She, she, but yeah, she put she, a foot in that yes, in the food. Yes, yeah, I know. Her best oh. dish, potato salad. Yeah, okay. Ooh, ah. ooh, it got some kick to it too. Mm-hmm. That most of them don't. It's it's next level. Next time grandma's here, can you make sure you? Uh, oh yeah, it's true. I know the recipe. I can oh, okay. Yeah, suitcase. I, I can. Hello? I can whip that up. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what about Naruto? Is the best anime on base or off base? Uh. Yeah, no, I'd say it's song based for sure. Um, so I, I got a genuine question, and this is from my heart. Okay. What is anime? Because to me, all what I know, it just looks like cartoons. And I don't want to disrespect it. To, to a degree, it's, it's cartoons with a story. So if you... Yeah, but SpongeBob got a story too. No, it don't. Yeah, he starts somewhere and they got to solve the problem. So he got to... But there's no storyline. That's just a story each time. So anime is like... A whole, it's like watching um, Game of Thrones if it was a cartoon. Mm. That's what it is to me. That's what anime. So that's that's, that's anime. Okay. So the only difference is it's got a storyline from episode one to episode ten. Yeah. SpongeBob got a storyline from minute one to minute eleven. There you go. That's it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's switch back to baseball because I right. know. You know, I know you're a big anime guy, but then I, I don't want to get your juices going too much. You know what I'm saying? So let's switch back to baseball. You guys are balling this year. Y'all cold. You're, if the season ended today, y'all would be in playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I was, I played against Baltimore for a while. I was there when Manny and uh, uh, Adam Jones and Mark Trumbo, all those guys, Chris Davis, all those yeah. guys there. They're really they're on top of the world making playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. then went through a little drought. And the drought is kind of when you came up. Yeah. And so you've seen both sides. How is that? Like, what, what, what you know, how's what's that? Was, like? That was a crazy time because you're trying to solidify yourself in the big yep. leagues. You're trying to win. And it's tough. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's one of those moments where you're trying to be a team player and put your numbers up at the same time. I think that, that gets missed. Yeah. That gets missed, you know, because even on a good team, though, even on a good team, you you want to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But it's harder on a, you know, when your team is not as good, right? Yeah. It's, and, uh, um, you know, because you you want to get paid. Everybody does. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you got to put up your numbers to do that, but you also got to want to win the game and mm-hmm. you know, play the game and those type of things. And so what was it that, what was it that you had to focus on in order to kind of achieve both? Um, Just really dialing in on, what kind of player I was on on the field. Just, uh, you know, just was I the guy to continuously, you know, bunt, move guys over when needed? Uh, was I the guy to try to try to make stuff, something happen every single time I came up to the plate? You know, so kind of finding that balance of, hey, this is the moment where you need to be, you know, the, the guy to move them over, potentially get a bunt base hit, or, hey, this is the guy, this is the moment where swing for the fence, like, we need some pop out of you. But why is it important for you to know what kind of player you are? It keeps a lot of noise out of your head because for sure you're going to have a lot of people that have an idea of what you should be as a player. And if you've been playing for so long, at some point you have an idea of who you are. It's just a matter of being consistent in the big leagues. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like I'm kind of going through that now, and this is almost my 10th year. Mm -hmm. Like I started off and I was the guy to kind of, you know, bun a guy over, move guys over, and then you know, kind of three, four, five years into into it, mm-hmm. it was like guys second, you know, they still want you to drive it. They still want you to drive it. Yeah. And so, and now it's like, uh, I don't know where I'm hitting, like, home run. I don't know where this is coming from, but, and I'm enjoying it, but, you know, it's almost like a new profile that uh-huh. I have. And so I'm kind of lost myself. Like, I don't even know who I am. You know, <laughs> I, this is, it's, this is weird, you know? And so, uh, but it's fun. It, it is what it is. So, 
And now you're you're not necessarily the young guy, but you're not the old guy either. Yeah. And the game has changed is changing so much. And you mm-hmm. got a lot of young guys coming up. You got a young guy pitching for you guys tonight. You got Adley, yep. you got Gunner. What's it like having those guys be a part of a, a success story like this? Because usually in baseball, you need some vets. Some vets are are, yeah. are, are they they help the team a lot. Yeah. But now yeah. it's like you need some young guys. Yeah, we, we still have those guys that, you know, have that veteran presence, mm-hmm. even if um they're coming from, you know, other teams, other backgrounds in terms of their careers. Uh, but yeah, I think the uh, the culture that you know me, Austin Hayes, Anthony Santander, like guys like us that have kind of created in the clubhouse makes it comfortable for both sides, mm-hmm. both veterans and young guys coming in. So yeah, just making them comfortable, making them understand that hey, like at the end of the day, we go out there, we we play our best, we we you know put our work in beforehand, we prepare every single day for the win. And I feel like the the common thing I've seen there is you, Santander, Austin Hayes, you guys all came up when the team wasn't that good. Yeah. And so yeah. now I feel like you guys have, you know what you want, you know what it takes, and it's easier to show the young guys because now we're winning, yeah. but, and we're the guys in charge. Yeah, it's uh, like for sure all three of us had crazy ups and downs, mm-hmm. injuries here or there. Again, just that learning curve of right. what does it take to get through a full season and what does it take to get through a full season successfully. And so you, you, I want to talk about Adley for a quick second because yeah. I, I gave him his flowers uh, for what he did in the Derby. Yes. That was sick. Like, that was dope. That was sick, yeah. Right? And yeah. so to him, you were a switch hitter. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that because when you first came up, I remember seeing Cedric Mullins. I'm like, this... This little dude up here, he switched it. And like, you know, you were slapping stuff around. Mm-hmm. You wasn't driving it like you are now. And so tell, tell me how you're that, because that was part of, part of a, a profile change for you. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, to I guess to start with uh, Adley, for him to have as much success as he did switch it and like all throughout the levels, it just made sense mm-hmm. for him to continue that. And even though he kind of struggled on his right side early, when he first came up, probably wasn't facing that many lefties. But to come back and make the adjustments he did and flourishing with them mm-hmm. is what I expected to see from him. In terms of me as a switch hitter, the numbers never really matched up each year to the success I was having. My left side was carrying it every single time. So when it finally came to the bigs, that's when it got isolated. Mm-hmm. And I would have a bunch of moments where I'd be hitting left-handed, big moment would come up, they left-handed arm would come out to put you to put me on the right side. side. And I had so much failure coming with that that it just got to the point where a change needed to be made for basically my career. Mm-hmm. And for me to say, worst case scenario, I'm just as bad left on left okay. just made sense. And so how long did it take you to start facing lefties for you to get comfortable? Because you, I mean, you switch yeah. you switch into the biggest. That means you you never really faced, you never really went left and left. Yeah, no. So I didn't I didn't go left on left until the big. So that let's see, going into the twenty twenty off season, going into twenty twenty one, I had just hit left on left the entire time. Didn't face a single right handed pitcher. So where like on just in li- like in yeah, BP uh, or, or or like live BPs or what? I had some live BPs okay. against uh, some high school guys. You know, guys oh going nice, okay. Eighty five, eighty six, something I can kind yeah. of see easily. Uh, for the most part, you know, see some spin. Yeah, you know, guys like threw strikes. You know, yeah, for sure. Take my head off every single time <laughs> I came up. It's there. only eighty five. Yeah, it, still. No, no, I know. Eighty five hurt. <laughs> you know, a lot of machine machine work. You know, drastic angles. Mm-hmm. Putting it way behind me just to get comfortable with an arm slot that might come behind me, right? You know, like a Chris Sale type person. Yeah. And at that point, it was just uh, coming in, get as many reps as possible, showing I could do it, and was able to do that. Did you tell the team that you were going to do this, or did they tell you? Yeah, so we had had some communication about it, um, even when the new regime came in in 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of those, we'll monitor, you know, kind of what goes on and uh, when I had uh, officially said, hey, I, I want to make the switch, they were full support of it. Mm. You know, so they wanted to tell you, but they, they didn't know how to do it. It was, um, I think they were just comfortable with whatever I was comfortable with. Okay. So it was uh, just one of those things where, you know, again, playing on a team that wasn't playing well, just 
trying to find ways to have success individually and as a team, that was the way to do it. So were you nervous when you, nervous, anxious, whatever word, when you first got, you know, when you first, your first couple of bats against lefties and everybody's watching like, okay, so let's see what he's going to do. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It was a nothing to lose moment. Okay. So, so you just, you looked at it from that perspective. I, I just kind of had that thought on it and, you know, put all the guards on just to protect myself and mm-hmm. my thoughts. But uh, <laughs> the first, the first pitcher I faced uh, during spring training was uh, Montgomery. Jordan Montgomery? No, okay. Jordan Montgomery. So obviously has some good stuff. Yep. And I hit a ball off the wall for a triple. Mm. I was like, you know, it's spring training. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, like, okay, this is a quick start. So just finding some early success. And, uh, that kind of helped the mental. That, that definitely helped it and just kind of carried that on literally through all spring training all through the season. And, you know, uh, guys started making adjustments, but that was just yeah, the that's part of that game. point. Yeah, that's so part of the game. Going back and forth. So, like I said, I was in Boston for six years, mm-hmm. came up, seen the ups and downs. But I think what gets missed a lot is even though Baltimore was maybe not that good at the time. Mm-hmm. The AL East is also that tough. Yes. Being that playing there and now playing in the West. And this is there's no shot, no shade at the West at all. Cause there are some now you know, we got some really good teams. Mm. But when I first got to the West, it didn't compare to the East, to the AL wow. East. And it's just every team in the East was just stacked. Yeah. There was no yeah. rebuilding. No, there's, no, you know, everybody was just cold. Yeah. And I want to hear your experience of it because, I, you know, I've been out for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what's changed? I know a lot of, there's a not, lot of new faces in the East that yeah. I haven't seen. Yeah. Like you said, like coming into the league, being in the AL East was really unfamiliar with the division. Like I grew up a Braves fan. Mm-hmm. You know, always knew about NL East. That's all I knew. And when I started playing these teams, I was like, yo, we play these guys 20 times mm-hmm. each. We just finna be beating up on each yes. other. And if you just didn't have it, you were going to get smacked. Yes. It is, it is like that every night. Every time. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And so now, but and now it's, it's really even like anybody can win the East now. So yeah. that's, that's all y'all are. Got 50 wins. Like, all y'all are, if, if you put yourself in another position or another division, you're kind of, you're in first or in second, you know what I'm saying, close to first in, yeah. in those. So, yeah. that just, that's tough. That's, and the arms you're facing every day. Yeah, just uh, just the whole, just everything about it. Like, yep. It just felt like, dude, the AL East, the arms are different. It's nasty. The AL East, the hitters are different. Yeah, yeah, and everything. To, Every time we face the each game other, is different. I feel like the game is just different. Yeah, you just feel that intensity. Yeah, when we face these teams, and it's just, uh, but it's fun. It's fun. At the it's same time, like it's fun, it fun. When, you, when you come out with the win or the series, especially because you know you, you know you earned it. Yeah, you know you for sure. It. There's no fluke. So also in the ALEs, there's a lot of history with the parks, Camden Yards, Fenway, Yankees, Yankee Stadium. What's it, uh, this new, the new left field and everything? Because I haven't been here since this is, came. has it, has it messed with the history of it? Like, is there, can you feel like a new tradition starting? I know you got the water in left field and mm-hmm. all those type of things. Like, that, yeah. did that add or take away a little bit from the history? It, it, uh, I'd say it's going to add to it because it's, it just feels like the, the culture of Baltimore, especially at Camden Yards, is continuously changing. Mm-hmm. And we got the uh, got the Mr. Splash out there yeah. making waterworks yeah. with the fans <laughs> and, you know, uh, more interaction with the fans is always good. I've always thought that. And uh, but, yeah, once you see that wall, you gonna want to go opposite field. <laughs> it's, that, that big. it's that big, man. It's man. unbelievable. I, I As a left handed hitter, I don't think like you can think of the strongest lefty, you know. It's they're not, not going. going out it's out not that going way. out over there. They're not going out. That it's way. too far. It's it's just and the far. wall is huge and it's really high. You're not robbing nothing. You're gonna have to wait for it to come down. All right. So tell me what your favorite stadium is. What, what's your favorite stadium? Oh, favorite stadium. Have you been to all the stadiums? I've not been to all the stadiums. Okay. So, so out of the ones that you've fair, been to, yeah. Uh, there's a couple. Just one. Just one. I'm trying to think of just trying to break it down. I give you mine right okay. now. Mine. Mine is Kansas City, and you could argue. That oh, that's because you bang when you go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great 
it, that that does play a part. Yeah. But just the the look of Kansas City, mm-hmm. the backdrop, the waterfall, they got the um, museum in left field, mm-hmm. the food is good, the parking, everything. I just enjoy it all. Yeah. You know, I like the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. The guys in there are awesome. So that's kind of what played a part in okay. Kansas City is is in there's a lot of great guys in every every ballpark, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's just everything about Kansas. I don't know. I just love it. So I'd say mine, this one's probably a shock. Minnesota is really nice. Minnesota's dope. Minnesota is really nice. It is. So what what why but why Minnesota? Like what, what? they do have a view, yeah. you know, definitely got the view, but I feel like the stadium goes like just up. You just kind of yeah, feel enclosed it it a little bit. And it just it's a comfortable feeling. Mm-hmm. And then when you go out into the city, the food is good. Like you said, the, the clubbies, all those guys are great. Take care of you real real good. Yeah, they're awesome there. And uh, no traffic. <laughs> Never any traffic. <laughs> Never no, traffic. No traffic as far as I can tell. Never traffic, you know, yeah. It's, it's, it's really nice out there. Okay, so I'm going to ask this, but and I'm expecting one answer. Okay. But we'll see. What's okay. your least favorite? Whoo! Yeah. All around. Boston be killing me, man. Boston? Boston. What? Me. I thought for sure you would say I have a Oakland. lot of success. I thought for sure you would say Oakland. We don't go there as much. Okay. That's so it. that's why it's like, uh, I'll, I'll handle it. Okay. But Oakland's obviously like. Oakland is, is the worst. Yes. But Boston. Now you got to learn me about why you don't like Boston. Okay. Well. Because uh, this is, this is, that's, that's taking, that's stabbing me right there a little it, bit. I hit my first home run there just last year. <laughs> so okay. the first one at okay. that stadium it's of all the times I've been there it's yep. a big park the away clubhouse is very tight okay I've never been very tight I've never tight. been on the away side it's I, I don't know how old the lockers are there couldn't place a date on them really they are like slamming really? right next to each other you're stacked that's the history though you're stacked 100% so you, I understand yeah so, so remember hey, the uh man. So the COVID season, they separated everybody. Okay. We were outside of the original clubhouse, and we had way more room then. Okay, so and it was in thirty degree weather. They haven't <laughs> they, they haven't really changed, but you can't though. It's Fenway. Yeah. No, there's, there's nowhere to move. Like, you know there, and and that's why that's why, that's why not, there's nothing like, that can change. Exactly. It is what it is. That's, so that's that's, that's fine. It's perfectly yeah. fine. So bought and then you know there's a little traffic in there. It ain't, it ain't horrible traffic, but. Yeah, you could you could walk from the hotel. I don't That's even know. Nice I, about it. I've never been. Hotel's you know. amazing. Okay, hotel's All right, amazing. So we'll, we'll, I'll I'll know in August. There you go. We'll see. All right. So I want to know some more about Sid. Right. So right. let's go with your journey back um, in high school. Right. You didn't play ball until really your junior senior year. Or so I wasn't a starter. You wasn't a starter. Yeah, okay. A you starter. played, but you didn't start until yeah. your junior senior year, yeah. which is late. Yeah, because for most of us, you know, we started our freshman year, mm-hmm. and then you go all the way through, right? So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Like, you didn't really start until your yeah. junior senior year. Yeah, was there some guy, good guys in front of you? What, what was? Yeah, I could I could clear it up. So I was a starter for the freshman team for the JV team. Okay. So that was first two years. When it came to varsity, junior, well, sophomore, junior year, I didn't start on varsity. So sophomore year, they actually asked me to. Try out for the varsity team, played But well. if you were already on the freshman and JV team, you had to try it again. I for still, the varsity team? I didn't. It was weird because I was, I was a sophomore, basically knew I was going to be on the JV team. But they said, "Hey, we want you to try out for varsity." Okay, no Good. problem. Go out there, felt like I showed out. I got cut, but then I asked, "Well, do I still have to try out for JV?" Like, oh, uh, you got cut from the varsity. Got cut team. from cut from the varsity team that year. And then was on JV, but oh, then yeah. I was still playing with varsity that year. What kind of school do you go to? What 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 what, what is, was uh what is what like that didn't even make sense to me. So Brookwood High School was like a five A, six A school, so like top tier in terms public of school? Athletics, private school. public. This sounds weird to me. So if you were it was not on, on the varsity team, if you were on the J V team, that does not mean like you not it doesn't flow to the varsity. Like you gotta try yeah. it again to get on it, the varsity. Technically team. you do try out. Wow. Every single year, you do try out every single year for the team because you got new guys coming in. Yeah, I guess you know it's a big school district. We had four thousand kids going to that school. Okay, throughout all the grades, so it was like you never knew. So once you got your opportunity, though, you ran with it. So tell me, yeah. when you got the opportunity, what was your mind like? What What were you thinking about? Yeah, so uh, the junior year, 
I had uh, there's a there's a center fielder Trey Martin. He was uh, got drafted by the Cubs. Okay, so I was like, yeah, that ain't no problem. And you know, a couple of other guys went to some uh, some colleges, played baseball, followed up uh, high school. You know, obviously, I felt like I could play, mix in. Didn't work out that way, so I was just locked in on what I could control, which mm-hmm. was you know just being ready, um, hitting up schools, you know, trying to find colleges that would have some interest, mm-hmm. uh, planning my summer. Going into my senior year, seeing what uh what could line up with that, because I had some schools interested, and literally going to junior year, the first day that they could talk to you, I had like three phone calls that day. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, still have a ton of interest, and literally by the time I wasn't starting on the varsity team, all those schools disappeared. Mm, of course, that's, so I that's was what I like, always do. Okay, all right, well, back to square one. And my dad, credit to him, but he put me through it. He printed out every single school that had a baseball program. And he said, I want that's you to long, go through it. That's a long, long, long list. list. Talking about 50 pages long Oof. of just lines. And he said, I want you to go through it, pick out schools that you have interest in, send them an email. Mm. I don't know how many emails I sent. How like, long did it take you to do that? Oh, a few weeks. What? <laughs> so a few you weeks. sent the email. Sent the emails. And would get some response back, kind of go through the processes, and none of them were really taken. Mm. But then senior year, when I finally was starting, we played a tournament in Cary, North Carolina, and a junior college was out there watching, Lewisburg College. Mm -hmm. They had a scout out there, said, we like you. Mm. So what did you say then when he said, we like you? Like, what did inside said? Well, inside was saying, finally. Okay. Like, somebody. Mm-hmm. It didn't have to be the huge D1. I said, yeah. somebody. I somebody. just said, at this point, I was looking to just continue baseball. Okay. I was like, it's... it's uh, That's all you... So you did want to play. You had, like, yeah. dreams, and you yeah. wanted to play at the next level. Where I'm at right now was the dream. Okay. Where you're at right now was the being, dream. Being in the big leagues. So... That was the dream. And going that hearing Ju- uh, Lewisburg mm-hmm. say we like you, you felt like oh, I, I, I now I have this is my next step to the mm-hmm. big leagues. Yes. So you go to go to Lewisburg. Go to Lewisburg. Okay. So how was Lewisburg? Lewisburg was a campus of it was a private junior college. Campus was about eight hundred folks. Mm. So very small. Uh, kind of felt like an HBCU there. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, ton of black folks. You know, just. Try to make better of themselves. Okay. And I put up numbers. Bald. Put up some numbers and kind of transitioning, put my two years in. Was looking at the draft. You're draft eligible each year out of junior college. So, you know, still that being the goal, I was like, I'm perfectly fine with going to junior college. I can get drafted freshman year, sophomore year, Mm -hmm. or transfer and go from there. And that's basically what happened. Transferred to Campbell University. So tell me about that. Between, so you were balling at Lewisburg. Yep. yep. And then Campbell called you. Did they call the coach? How was it? Did they call Pops? No, kind of the same process as Lewisburg. We played a tournament as junior college. They had a, Campbell hosted a junior college tournament. Oh, okay. At their facility. Okay. And that's when they saw me there. And that's when the conversation started. They showed a ton of interest. In fact, got offered a full ride. So I Ooh, said, nice. Okay. To go somewhere where I know I'm going to play, save my parents that's a couple of dollars. That's the most important thing, yep. I said, that's kind of an easy decision. There were scouts that were coming through Campbell. That's, you know, kind of getting the whole layout of what I was going to be going into. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. You know, went, transferred there, knew I was going to get some looks. Yep. So all I had to do was perform. See what One happens. year or two year at Campbell? Two years at Campbell. One year at Campbell. One year at Campbell. So mm-hmm. two, at Lewisburg, two at Lewisburg, one at Campbell. One at Campbell. Then you got drafted in the 15th? 13th round. 13th, 13th. 13th round. Yeah. 13th round, 2015. When you got drafted, mm-hmm. 13th round, because that's late, really. Yeah, that you was know, day three. That, that's, that's day three. Day three. Like, typically, mm-hmm. day three guys, for the most part, statistically don't make it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, for you... You're like, you know, this is a great opportunity. What, 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 what was it for you? Because you, there's no way you could matter. You could care that you got drafted in 13th round because it's your yeah. opportunity. Yeah, didn't didn't care. Um, playing at Lewisburg, playing at Campbell, there was a, a Oriole scout, Rich Morales, who followed me kind of throughout that whole process. Mm-hmm. And 
Did you know yes. Rich the whole time, or did you? Was uh, it just at the I end? got introduced to him my sophomore year at Lewisburg. Okay, all right. So he did say basically, I need to see one more year out of you mm-hmm. at a more competitive level. Okay, Campbell. That sounds good. So then you go to Campbell. Campbell. Then so okay, you got drafted. Got and drafted. Then, so what? what and then yeah, just kind of thinking about like you said the opportunity, the the dra- the round didn't yeah. matter. I honestly felt like as long as my name was called, everyone was on the same playing field. Right. Like, you have to show your worth. And that's a, that's a fact. The only real difference is when you get drafted late, your leash is just shorter. Yeah. That's yeah. really the only the only difference. The yeah. first, first round guy is going to get five chances, mm-hmm. where the 13th round guy may only get one. Yeah, which I knew. And it was pretty obvious and pretty evident when I got drafted with a bunch of guys that were later rounds as well. Mm-hmm. And you just saw that they were just getting chopped left and right. And I was like, my draft class is shrinking right yeah. now. Crazy fast after one or two years. Like you walk, you look around, like you don't know anybody. Everyone's coming in the draft after me. Mm-hmm. And the guys that, you know, were first rounders were you know, obviously going to be around. But right. I was looking around and I was like, I'm kind of the last one that's even past the 10th yeah. round at this point. And so, and so... Going through the minor leagues, how how was it for you? Because, you know, everybody everyone knows, like you know where you everyone knows where everyone got drafted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like it's kind of I'm not, not it's not really a, like a pecking order, but you kind of know who has more chances and who doesn't. Yeah. It's just the known. And so how was it playing with like was that like the chip on your shoulder that you play with? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like because you didn't have no any chances really going through the minor leagues, bro. Yeah, yeah. And so that's shout out to you. Like you balled, and you had this pressure on you. I didn't feel like I did at the time. So it's crazy to think about it now because it's like that reality was real. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't have much going if you had you know slipped up or even yeah, you, you was out of there. Like, I was gone. So my thought process was just to dominate the level I was at. I pretty much knew I wasn't gonna fly up whatever level I was at I was probably gonna be there the whole year so and I knew I'd have that year to put something together so that's kind of how I approached it every single year dial in on what I could and this was still switching yeah so I was still that, switching yeah. at the time so I was finding ways to put up some numbers and just thinking about how those years would go was, every single year was about the same I had be right around 250 going into the first half or going into the second half, and then I start lighting it up. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, and then I look up and I'm like, "That's a good year." Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good year. And uh, it was after Loe, so this is 2016. Loe, I had the uh, manager come up to me and he said, "Hey, I want you to shoot for double A next year." So completely mm-hmm. skip high. Okay. I was like, "What?" And that's not, not, yeah. That's not, I was like, man, you crazy, man. That makes sense for a first, second round guy. Yeah. But not for a 13th round guy. Yeah. So, but when when he said that, when he said that, I knew I put up a year that was actually pretty special. I mean, about 270, 273, somewhere in there, but I had double digit homers, triples, and doubles Mm, that year. Okay. So I was like, okay. So, but I was so used to hitting like, 350 yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. That those numbers, I was like, are they are they sure like, these are good? Yeah, you're just not used to that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, going going into the that spring training, that was it. That was the goal. But the crazy part about that spring training, I only had 13 at bets all the spring training going into 2017. What happened? I got I was getting called up to the big league games every day. Oh, so every day, yeah. yeah. So and what people training. don't know is. Getting called up to go to the big league games, although you're in a big league game, it ain't. It's, you're not. It's not what it. It's not fun, really. It's okay. So from my um, perspective, yeah. it was like because I'm going up here, I'm sitting eight innings, and I get to play three outs. Yeah, I don't get to one go get bat. my maybe one maybe at bat. I don't get to go get my four at bats and play my mm-hmm. nine innings and get in in shape like I want to. But I didn't have that thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm here with the squad. Like, uh. As soon as I get an opportunity, shoot, I'm going to be aggressive. Yeah. I have nothing to lose. I mean, I'm going to be back in the minors at some point, you know, but during this time, I'm going to treat it as if I'm trying out for the team. Okay. Yeah. Go from there. But yeah. I, uh, and so that's a, that's a, that's a, hearing it, that's a dope perspective because yeah. I did not have that perspective. I was like, <laughs> man, look, I want to go over there 
And it's cool being around mm-hmm. the guys, but I also want to be get your hundred dollars, yeah, and get your hundred dollars <laughs> for the game, mm-hmm. Morty, yeah. But uh, I also want to go take. I'm trying to go hit back here, you mm-hmm. know. So that's 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 dope. That's dope. So go through the minors, and then we'll we'll get to the big league part. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, mm-hmm. you had surgery. This is after the season. After the season, after you the season. had surgery. So. uh I don't want to talk about it. I want you to talk about your stuff. Okay, so, yeah, all right. You, so 2020 was a crazy year. Uh, spring training, normal as always, started off. I was dealing with an infection mm-hmm. in my body that they couldn't name it, basically. Couldn't tell me exactly what was going on. So I was on antibiotics, you know, clear up. And then a week or two later, it'll come back. And then COVID hit. Mm. And that's what set it off. So I'm in, I was... uh at my wife's apartment in Virginia trying to figure out what the heck is going on with me and it's just me and her. But I'm on the phone with a bunch of doctors and mm-hmm. our team trainers and again on antibiotics. I was on antibiotics for like three months on and off. And I finally got a colonoscopy basically. And he was like, yeah, you have ulcers and fissures and all kinds of craziness going on in your uh, bowel. Mm. And I was like, Okay, so what's the next step? He's like, well, you, you do have Crohn's disease. Has anyone brought this up to you before? I was like, yeah, it was, it was brought to my attention when I was like 18, but they couldn't, it wasn't a confirmed di- uh, diagnosis. So I didn't take any medication or anything for it. And it slowly just started to creep up. It got like infected it, or something? And it, it started to get infected. So it was, mm. uh, it was laying on top of my bladder, which was infecting my bladder. So that's why I was like really bad mm. so i was like okay so they're like yeah we're gonna we're, we're gonna need a surgery for this and i once they said hey we're gonna have a season i said i'll get back to you on that surgery mm. like i gotta i gotta i'm still trying to make a name for myself i'm still trying to solidify so and they was cool with you pushing it off they were cool with it I mean, they said it's not gonna get much far, worse yeah. than where it's at right now just gotta maintain it manage it and then prepare for you right after i said so did it slow time. anything like did it did it make you feel so, like where you did you get more tired or, or yeah it was a combination of stuff so Crohn's basically inflammation in the body that causes you to you know have potential stomach cramps you know throwing up stuff like mm-hmm. that and I wasn't really having those symptoms so I said as long as I'm not I'm gonna play through it okay but uh, they were saying that you know if you had trouble gaining weight or potential energy because your iron levels kind of fluctuate pretty heavily dealing with it. And that was one of the things I was dealing with, just would randomly get tired. It was like, but mm-hmm. I would, if I would eat some food, perk me back up, I'd be good to go. So went through that season and then in November had the surgery done. And how long was you down? Eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Eight weeks. So I actually got an infection from the surgery while I was recovering. So I had to go back to the hospital. I was going through it. I was going through it. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go back to the hospital and they ended up like putting a drain in me to take out the infection. I had that drain with me for two weeks. Mm. I was just walking around living everyday life with basically a suction cup hanging out of my body. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. It didn't look good. So I was like, okay. So, and this is what, this is what the crazy part is leading up to 2021. I only had a month to prepare. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. That's literally because all this time you're supposed to be mm-hmm. preparing for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think I started, I think I did my first workout January 14th. January 14th did your, 14th did your first workout and you balled 2021. Yeah. And would you, was it like an extra motivation for you? Throughout the season? 100%. Like what you just went through? 100%. I knew I wasn't switch hit anymore. I said, I got something to prove there. I said, I got just something to prove as a as a baseball player in general. It's like, regardless of, I was talking to, you know, the uh, the brass, and I was like, I'm going to be ready for the season. I don't care how, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be ready because they're worried about, obviously, me being or needing more time to, you know, put some weight back on. And But I, I put on, I lost roughly 20 pounds mm. during that whole process and I put back over 15 by the time oh man the season was supposed to start, or spring training yeah mm, that's crazy that's a lot of weight that's a month yeah 15 pounds yeah mm. 
Okay, so then you ball 2021. And this whole time, or this whole time, have you always been a center fielder? Uh, no, I was uh I was, you know, playing center field more more or less as a replacement. Are you talking about like high school and all that? Or I mean, you, big leagues, whenever you know. Wh- yeah, whenever. I've always been a center fielder. Okay, so yeah. who's your who who's your who be your favorite center fielder? Uh, Andrew the, Jones. Andrew Jones. Yes. Why Andrew Jones? That man did it all. Like just and me being so young, watching him and understanding how good he was, I had no idea how good he was mm-hmm. until and, I looked and I was like, I'm older now. Let me look these numbers up. Oh my goodness! Crazy. Stupid. Unbelievable. His number. So so obviously you're a very good center fielder yourself. And you have social media. Tell me about this AJ, the AJ Rodriguez, okay. the kid. Because I've seen him on on my feed, yeah, playing the show, yeah. And then, yeah, you tell me about it. Tell okay. Me about so, it. the fact that I was able to talk to him finally uh, kind of verified the story. So he's on. He plays the show. He's a streamer, mm-hmm. and he said that he had picked up one of my cards. I don't really know how it all works. Me out, neither. So. He picked up one of my cards. He was playing with me. I sucked with him. Okay. He was like, you couldn't do it. Oh, you were playing the show. I, no, he was playing as with as me. With you. Okay, with got me you. on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying that I was doing nothing for him. But every time he would face somebody, I'd go crazy. Mm. That, that had me. If they face somebody that had me, I'd go crazy. For it, like robbing a home run. Exactly. <laughs> like, and, he's, and he'd get so mad because it was like, dude, when I give you that opportunity on my team, you don't do nothing. <laughs> so I just all of a sudden go online or go on Twitter or whatever, and I just see him popping up. It's Cedric Mullins again. So uh, I'm, I'm like, where's the original video? And then I go and I, fe- I see that clip of me robbing a home run. All I can do is laugh. Right. All I can do is laugh because when I finally met him, he's like, bro, you like jump-started my career. And I was like, shoot, you kind of did the same for me because yeah. it really just kind of blew both of us up. It uh-huh. just kind of took off from there. And... Nah, he's he's cool for sure. How did how did meeting him come about? Like, did you say you wanted to do it, or did you reach out to him? How, how yeah, did so um, it was just kind of kind of a natural thing. Okay. So the Angels came to town. He flew to come okay. watch them play. He's a, he's an Angels fan. He's an Angels fan. Okay, I see. And, the, yeah. The, the, the so team. he flew over to come watch them play as well. It was the perfect opportunity. So I reached out to him. Said we got we got to make this happen. Mm. So he was all down for it. So he came to the game. He did come to the games, yeah. And you, did he he came down for BP or whatever you came down for BP. Him. That's when I met to, met him, talked to him. And that night, that's kind of funny. That night I hit a hit up hit a home run. Oh, okay. And they played that clip on the jumbotron. Oh, wow. They, they okay. that's yeah. cool. So I was like that's that's really cool that's and they cool. uh they pinned pan the camera over to him saying that he was in in town so i was like that was that was a really fun moment that's cool sure. man that's that's super dope for you uh to do something like that because yeah. you know that's an everlasting he'll always remember oh, yeah. some some stuff oh, like that nah, it was fun so let me let me ask you about this bro because one thing we do have in common is the wbc mm. and i've said it on the show already that was the best baseball experience i've ever had and i want to hear your perspective on it because no shade at all. That's a tough lineup to crack. Yes. And so you did not have the opportunity to play every day. Mm-hmm. So, but you did get to watch not yeah. just us, but other the other teams as yeah. well. Yeah. And so, how was it from that perspective? Because I only have the playing every day perspective. Mm-hmm. I don't have the watching perspective for the fans for me as well yeah. that I want to know. You know, how was it watching it? Just just getting asked to be a part of that team was mind blowing. Oh, like I, wow, okay. When I got okay. called into the office, I was like, yo, am I in trouble? Like, I have no idea what's going on. And they were like, yo, we got a call. Um, are you interested in the WBC? I, my, I was like, oh, snap. Mm. Like, that was a, that was something I just wasn't expecting. And I was like, that, yeah, that's not a bad thing. Was it was an instant yes? yes. Okay. I said, you know, it, where do I sign? Type mm-hmm. situation. So to come in, to be around, you know, you, T.A., Trout, all those guys that have been balling, the guys I've been watching for years, studying, figuring out, yo, how are they so consistent out there? What mm-hmm. are they doing? Like, I got to pick their brain. Got to be around them. That was my side of it, like being able to watch y'all's process. Even in a game where it's like in the back of your mind, you know, it's like this is still kind of spring training for me. But once the lights came on, that I saw the intensity 
pick up mm-hmm. real quick. Instantly. And of course, the crowd kind of did that. You know, just the environment. Those games were crazy. Mm-hmm. Those games were crazy. Crazy. Like I was, especially like when we played Venezuela. Yeah, I, tell me. So I want to hear that perspective because playing it, I felt a certain way. Like mm-hmm. playing it, I was like, man, this is this is a crazy game, you know. But you're in the heat of the moment. Like, yeah. you know, I forgot that it was even spring training. You know, I forgot that yeah. I hadn't really had any at bats. Yeah, I'm in grind mode from the beginning. You know, that kind of helped a little bit. You know getting through spring training, but, mm-hmm. you know, I have the playing perspective of you just kind of get lost in the game. Yeah. But watching yeah. it, like, how was it, The how was the feel? Like, what was it? Because that was a dope baseball game. Yeah. Uh, watching it, feels so much fun. And at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I can be used at any moment. Too. Yeah, which so you I could. Gotta, you had to stay I locked in. Be, I had yeah. to be prepared just in case. Because it's like, shoot, there might be a pitch run mm-hmm. situation. I might have to play some defense. So just understanding that, Yo, I'm trying to enjoy enjoy this experience like no other, and try to lock in and try to get my work in. Right, this spring yeah. training skills. I'm like, I still got to prepare for a season as well. It was kind of weird, kind of juggling all that, but I had the time of my life. Like honestly, I, I agree. I, I agree. I think yeah, I for sure had the time of my life. So when you went back to camp, mm-hmm. how was it for you? Like, was it like kind of boring? Not 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 boring in a bad way, but like. I just went from playing in front of, I don't even know, 30,000, 40,000, yeah. and now I'm playing in front of 2,000. Yeah. It doled out real quick. Yeah. So it was like, dang. Yeah, I could, the season could start now for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. Because we had, I don't know how much time, about a week a or week, so. I think yeah. uh, maybe maybe a week. That week was long. It was a long week. It was a long week. And and I was like, you know, I, I was like, you know, I still need a few more bets. They were asking me, like, do you feel behind? I was like. Honestly, no. No. I don't. Like, because I was picking everybody's brain, getting an idea, just trying to get an understanding of just hitting a little yeah. more, you know, talking to Griffey, watching you and Griffey communicate with each other. I'm just in the background. I'm like, this yeah, yeah. Is, this you is was gold. always around, yeah. but you always was quiet. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I just didn't know. I, I peeped, I peeped mm-hmm. you, but I just didn't know, like, what. What exactly were you taking in info? Mm-hmm. Were you, you know, what were you just chilling? You know, because some people can just be a fly on the wall and don't pay much yeah, attention. No, I, I was 100% paying attention. I was doing a bunch of things. I was listening to y'all talk about just baseball in general. Mm-hmm. I was getting a feel for personalities. You know, I'm a bunch around and yeah. uh, around a bunch of new people. Yeah. So I've always been kind of reserved in that department, just kind of looking around, getting an idea of how people go about their business. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of hit that comfort level, that's when I was able to engage as well. So it was it was just a uh, just a process for me. And but at the end of the day, it was it was awesome. Do you feel like anything that you learn from Griffey or any yeah anything that you learn from Griffey or Mikey or myself or Nolan or whoever? Right? Do you feel like you've been able to apply any any of that info now? Yeah, I'd say 100%. I think what is something that you took from Griffey or somebody that you feel like you can apply now? Just truly understanding a full season. Just uh, the ups and downs. How do you handle them? How do you approach when you're not playing well to be able to make one positive out of a day? Mm-hmm. It's like just just being able to watch that. I was able to see that and talk about that and... Just to, again, approaches on certain pitchers. You know, I'm, I was still kind of new to the left on left. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to every lefty. Right. Every lefty that was there. Tuck, I was like, Tuck is probably. Tuck, a, I talked yeah. to Tuck for about 20, 30 minutes on the topic. Chills ever. He was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is kind of what I do. And mm-hmm. so I, I was able to kind of piece together certain things, incorporating my game in the mix and see what would work. So that was something I for sure was trying to get out of it and. I mean, heck, sure enough, I got got back to spring training. First dude I see is a lefty, take him dead center. Oh yeah, and I'm like, oh, this stuff, this stuff mm-hmm. works. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to, trying to like, really, that was my thought process. Like, what can I get out of this? And it was that, just understanding the process and understanding how to go about certain situations. And I feel like, like you said earlier, the full season, understanding a full season, like the ups and the downs. I think that gets really overlooked. Mm-hmm. The ups and the downs, mm-hmm. you know, because people are hard on you. Yeah. And especially when you're in the downs. Yeah. And it's hard yeah. It's hard to really take because you, you want to play well for not only just for you, but for the team. Because yeah. you, you know you got to play well for the team to win. 
Yeah. Just like Adley has to play well. Mm-hmm. All, you know, Gunner has, you know, these uh, Mount Council guys yeah. had to play well. Yeah. And so if they those important guys don't play well and the team loses, you know, you feel, that. You feel it. Yeah. You feel it. And so, but like I said, going through the ups and the downs, it's it's hard, man. It, it, it's really hard on the mental it's so yeah. hard on the mental, man. And you you could get down so quick and because then time starts to pass you by faster. Yeah, too. it does. You forget what day it is. Yeah. And now it's now it's August and mm-hmm. what happened in May, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's hard to, to remember and but what is it something that you do to because I, I try and go in ten at ten at bat increments. Okay. I I'm I'm doing fifty. Okay, fifty. I was doing yep. fifty. I used to do 100, and then I said, that's a lot. That's a little more than I can handle. Mm-hmm. Is. Hundreds are too many. Hundreds are just too many. Like, to go it. through you a forget. full month of, especially if you're not playing well, to go to, through a full month and then assess yourself, that's way too much time. I think that's too much. So 50 is roughly that two-week mark. And I was like, I can, I, yeah, I can do yeah. that for sure. And you take, I take each day within those at-bats. I'm like, okay, days where I was able to maybe draw a walk. Yep. Well, like, that's huge. What was I? What was I? Feeling that moment, mm-hmm. like fouling balls off. Okay, I'm fouling some balls off. That means I'm probably just missing. Maybe I'm a little late. You know, I can address that. But swinging outside the zone, mm-hmm. chasing, mm-hmm. and just doing that every single time. That and then over the course of, like I said, a hundred at bats. Where do you start from there? Yeah, that's too much. Because then you're like, dang, I got it. Let me start with swinging at good pitches. Yep. <sighs> that. That mm-hmm. takes a toll. Mm-hmm. So, but like you said, 10, 10 at-bats, 20 at-bats, like I go to 50, it definitely helps you process stuff a little easier. Do you ever feel like, because a couple of times, there's a couple of times for me, it's like, all right, let me just start with just simply hitting the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. sometimes you break it all the way down that far. Like just, I got to sim- simply just hit the ball right now. I got to yeah. spend five at-bats to just hit the ball because right now I'm not even making solid contact. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have to do things like that? Yeah, and and I try to, and it, it gets really frustrating when you have moments like that, for sure, because I rely on our hitting coaches, for sure. Yeah. What do you see? What am I not hitting? Mm-hmm. If it's not the fastball, like, do I need to see spin? Do mm-hmm. I need to go in the cage and see spin? Do I need to see some four seams? Like, what do you see in my swing where I need to see something different than what I think I need? And that's kind of how I approach it. Okay. Because yeah. I was never a huge fan of machine for a long time. Yeah. And then you, I was like, it, it messes with my timing. I can't get yeah. my, my leg up yep. in time, this, that, and the third. And now I rely on it to get me back. Yep. Like, maybe I need to shorten my swing up. Put that thing yeah. on some below so yep. I can It'll feel clean my it hands up. go. It'll yeah. clean it up. Yeah. yeah. So you figured out ways to do it. Okay. So have you, have you heard of, before we wrap, have you heard of an immaculate grid? Yes. I've been seeing that flying around. You've been seeing it around. So yeah. I got one for us. Oh, God. You want right. to do it with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Run yeah. it. So can we put it up, please? I just learned about what these were really? two days ago. Okay. So uh, you you already know what it is. I don't have to explain the rules. Oh, boy. I'm going to go Houston and Texas. I think I know that one. Um, I know one, at least. I don't know. You know I, one. I, I, Robinson Chirinos is, is, the, is someone that comes to my mind. Yes. Um, that I'm 100% 100% yeah. sure yeah, 100%. he played yeah he did on both of those Chirinos with a C-H, C-H. yeah C-H yeah he he played on both mm-hmm. I'm Houston so and Washington Houston do you know that Washington. one I think I know that one I, I, I'm I, uh, I think Jason Worth but I'm not sure if Jason Worth was with Houston, Houston. or not Worth, uh, W-E-R. No, I don't think that's how you spell Jason. I think it's, isn't there a Y in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it ain't my name. <laughs> somebody there it is. is. Yeah. I think Jason Worth. Nope. Uh, so Jesus. I don't know who was with Houston, Houston those are just two and Washington. Teams in my yeah, oh, I don't know Houston and Washington. Houston and 200K season, it's got to be Garrett Cole. Yeah, it got to be Garrett Cole. That's for sure. No, maybe L.A. and Washington is Jason Worth. He was with L.A. I think I've only he, known Worth to be with Washington. He may was on. I, I, he may maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh boy. Yes. Okay. Okay. Hello. So Seager go. is definitely Texas and and L.A. Yes. Corey Seager. Gold Glove in Texas. And that the I mean Kershaw's got to be 200 Ks, huh? 
Kershaw for sure on that one. Did Gallo win a gold glove with Texas? Yeah, he did. I, I think, think Gallo did. Yeah, yeah. I think he did. Kershaw for the so last Kershaw. one. Kershaw. Yeah, there you go. Not the... the for the, for the, the uh, 200K. For the yeah. 200K. Okay. All right, so you said... I said, I think Joey Gallo won a gold I glove. I think Joey J- Gallo did win a gold, uh, gold glove. Joey Gallo. Hello. Okay. There we go. Washington with a gold glove. Huh. I got to think. Did, did, Vic, did Victor Robles ever win a gold glove? I don't... I don't think he did. He never won. I don't think he's won a gold glove. 200, 200 Ks, there's one a gold glove. I'm going to go with Greg Maddox. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking Greg Maddox. Yep. Greg Maddox. Okay, go. so gold Washington glove. and gold glove. Rendon? No, did he ever win a gold glove? <sighs> Trey, did Trey, did Trey, no? Washington is such a hard one, man. Ugh. Who? I don't even know all the people that played with Washington. Because it feels like they're always circulating. Yeah, so I'm just like, yeah. Who, who has stuck with them long they've enough for me to know they've some, won a gold glove? Oh, man. I don't even know who played with Houston and Washington. Well, this is... Do you think uh, Do you think Zimmerman ever won one at first base? Ryan Zimmerman? Yeah. He'd he been there forever. He's a solid first yeah, baseman as far as I know, right? Try and see. Oh, we got... He, was it? I think that's oh, right. You got yeah. It right. Yeah, yeah, you got it right. Yeah. So who was the top? Can we get can we get to see who the top one is? Is that is I don't know how immaculate grids work. Can we is there a way to see who could have been there? It may not be. I don't know. Harris? Will Harris. He, he oh, a he's huge? a pitcher. He was a right-handed oh. pitch cutterball guy. I know who you're talking about. Will Harris. Will Harris. Yeah. Well, anyways. We came close. We solid. got close. It was solid. Um, but anyways, Sid, thanks for coming on the show, bro. You know, this is, uh, it's been cool. But before we wrap all the way, I want to, we got a couple fan questions. Okay. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to kick you off the show like that. My love. <laughs> I ain't right, right. you like that. So, Sid, are, are you ambidextrous in other sports, um, daily activities or are you just like switch hitting? Like, mm. does switch hitting mean that you're ambidextrous? I don't even know if that. I guess that's not the question. Um, that's that's that. kind of how I got introduced to it because I do everything, like, I guess daily activities-wise, eating, brushing your teeth. I do that with my right hand. Mm. But sports, I do everything on my left. I cook, I kick with my left. I throw up my left. I was I naturally hit on my left. Mm. But everything else I did with my right. So which hand is stronger for you? Like, if you were to just, I got to punch somebody, which, which... It would be the left. It would be the left. So you're really. But if I arm wrestle, down. I might right. go on my right. Uh, so you weird. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, yeah. what do you think? Uh, another question is, what do you think about the Orioles City Connect jersey? I actually like them. So like when it? they hem them up to show the color around the uh, the collar, I like that more because I said, you know, I, I didn't understand the hiding the color aspect of it mm. for the for I guess for promotional purposes, right? Like, you want people to understand why hide it. So I like that we were able to show a little more color on that. Um, the overall uniform is solid. I like some of the cleats that guys have for mm-hmm. it. Like those really nice. I said, okay, that, that pairs. And you can wear any color. Right. Any color. There's yeah. so many There's so many boxes of different colors. Mm-hmm. It's like if I wanted a blue arm guard with a purple sleeve and pink cleats, it would still work. Is that well, what you is that what you wear? Is that I, what we're expecting? From I wore, you? <laughs> I wore a purple sleeve. Shout out to the Ravens. I wore. <laughs> you got it from Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> got it from Lamar. I wore uh, orange tape, flex tape, and cleats. You know, whatever, whatever uh, customized ones I had, which typically be the like the orange ones that fade into white. So I like those with it. And uh, so yeah, it's a clean look. Nice. Okay, so I got one more question. Would you rather be invisible for a day or be able to fly for one day? Yeah, I'd probably go with fly. Fly? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go invisible. Go invisible? I would go invisible. See, I don't know what you'd be doing. Right. That's for the point. a whole day. Invisible. So I'm going to let you, let you be on that end. But, but flying but would flying, be dope. Yeah. Flying, flying really would be dope. You Even know, if you could get anywhere, everywhere I fast. Got, I got to go to the store. Fly. I'm going to take yeah. off. See, being invisible at the store, you just go see. Freak but people being out. invisible at the store, I'm just going to go walk in there yeah. and I'm going to steal everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're going to see. They may the, see the They're going to see the floating <laughs> items. <laughs> they're going to see the cart pushing itself straight out the maybe, door. I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, maybe I can make that invisible. You, you, you might have to try it out. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, Sid, thanks for coming on the show, man. Um, you know, it's super dope. I'm glad uh, 
We got another brother being successful in the league, handling things the right way, doing things the right way, leading guys the right way. So uh, I wish much continued success for you. And uh, for those out there, this is Said Mullins. If you look up, it's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's Said Mullins flying to Oriole Park. (laughs) See you guys later on.